Hi there, this is Michael Westra with Breaking the Systems of Control podcast. Come hang out with me as we explore and pursue true freedom, liberty, and the art of minding your own business. Hey, welcome back everyone. Uh, You're listening to episode three, which is titled Creating More Freedom with Woodworking. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what that's all about in a little bit. Let me give you some updates. So, I haven't been able to release these episodes as fast as I would like. I I didn't really uh, talk about any of this in my previous episodes, and I'm not going to get into too much detail with it, but my my son is in the hospital. He had a scheduled surgery, and uh, after he had his one surgery, he, he had to go in for an emergency procedure due to some infections, and after he was recovering from that, another infection formed and the surgery didn't go as planned. So he had to go in for another emergency surgery. So uh, my son was born with a lot of health issues. So we've been dealing with a, a lot of hospital visits and whatnot. He spent the first six months of his life in the hospital. He is uh, about uh, 14 months now. Anyway, um, he, he is recovering pretty well now. He's, um, he's looking a lot better. So we all are, uh, pretty confident that he's going to be okay. Other than that, I sent out some of these, uh, newsletters and I, I'm just trying, I was just figuring out, uh, some of the softwares and stuff. And when I sent it, for some reason, it sent the image file with, like just the text to the file. There was no image. So literally there was like five pages of, or more of just text that you had to scroll through until you finally got to the message that I left at the bottom. So I'm sure nobody read it, but uh, I do apologize about that. I did, uh, I switched to a different program and this one is like way easier. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm learning all this new stuff. I'm pretty good with uh, computers and technology, so it, it's not going to be hard for me to figure out, but it's just one of those things. It's a new thing that I haven't really messed with before, but all that should be fixed for next time. I have some interviews planned that I'm expecting to get together at some point soon, and I'm really excited to bring you all these interviews. Okay, so let's get started with the cringe of the week. What is he? That's that's not even. I'm so glad I found that crowd sound effect. It's just perfect. (laughs) But uh, so the cringe of the week today is actually an encounter that I had with a Trump supporter on Facebook. So a little bit of a background is I I sometimes, uh, for a hobby and a sport, <laughs> I, I troll people on Facebook. Yeah, I, I can be one of those guys sometimes. But I'm, I, I'm not trolling just to troll. I'm actually spreading liberty in my defense. Maybe not in the best way, but yeah, I'm still spreading liberty. So I was a part of this private group on Facebook and it was called like, I I can't remember, like something Trump memes, 
So it was a Donald Trump page. And there was a post circulating that essentially was like, um, it, it had something to do with police officers. And it said something like, don't want to get shot by police, don't break the law. And so, you know, I, I wasn't going to really comment on it, but I decided to scroll through and see what was up in the comments. And I, I saw someone say something about, uh, what about Duncan Lemp? If any of you don't know who Duncan Lemp is, he was a, uh, a 21 year old in, um, I want to say Massachusetts. Anyway, so pretty much what, what happened with Duncan Lemp is he owned some firearms that apparently he wasn't supposed to have. I don't know the exact law or reason. I do know that he had zero criminal record and he, he was a very uh, pro freedom oriented individual. And so he was part of all these different um, like pro freedom groups and stuff on Facebook and whatever. And something he said resorted in a red flag law uh, to get a warrant. And so what happened was he was sleeping in his bed next to his pregnant fiance or girlfriend, whatever, his uh, pregnant significant other. And he was shot dead in his sleep from outside the home. So obviously it was a murder. I mean, there's no question about it. And, and there's many concerns about it, especially that they, they shot him from outside the home. But, uh, of course, that they used red flag laws to get a warrant. And they obtained the warrant because he owned firearms. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but I believe people should have the right to defend themselves. And, and it's supposed to be secured by the Second Amendment. So, anyway... What's really weird is that Trump supporters always tend to act like they love the Constitution, they love freedom, they love liberty, they love the Second Amendment. But this guy, after after uh, someone commented about Duncan Lemp, and then the guy who made the post decided to comment back. And so, you know, some kind of backstory about some of this and um, some a little more details. Uh this guy was also the mod one of the moderators for the the group. So so he comments back and excuse the language. That's what he he said. I'm just warning you. There's language. So he said, and I quote: He had a shotgun booby trap behind a door. So as far as I'm concerned, he fucked around and found out. <laughs> really. So I I came back to inform him why Duncan Lemp was murdered. And, and I kind of uh, gave him some of the details and stuff. And actually, I for some reason, I didn't remember hearing that there was a, a shotgun booby trap behind the door. So I, I, I did some research. And I don't know. It was kind of weird. I, I just I, I found a few articles that, that mentioned it. But it, it was they, they just kind of referenced a quote that one of the police officers said, I'm guessing the one who murdered him. But uh, I only saw one that said there was a shotgun booby trap behind the door. And all the other articles said that I think there was 
I think it said there was three firearms confiscated and none of which were a shotgun. So, I mean, that seems weird to me, but either way, it's kind of irrelevant. It doesn't matter if there was a gun booby trap behind the door. It was murder and they used red flag laws to obtain a warrant for someone exercising his rights to life and liberty and to protect his life, liberty, and property because he's supposed to be a, you know, a gun-loving, Trump-supporting patriot. So, okay, maybe you should side with the patriots. So, I told him about this stuff, and he said, and I quote, you have your opinion, and I have mine. America, with all capital letters, America. And, and, and what I responded with, I said, oh yeah, you mean the opinion that Duncan Lemp was supposed to have the right to that ultimately resulted in his murder. The irony of all this is that this dude had a, um, for his profile picture, a Malone LeBay photo. If any of you don't know what Malone LeBay is, um, essentially it was, it goes back to the, the Greeks and the, the Persians and, when when the Greeks were standing up to the Persians, they essentially said, come and take. Malone LeBay, come and take. That's what it means. A lot of these so-called patriots like to use that in reference to their firearms. Come and take. You want it? Come and take. Or come and take it. Whatever. But Malone LeBay means come and take. So... It, I I just thought it was hilarious because the irony of all that. I mean, he he's supposed to be sitting here against people confiscating firearms. Like, come and take. I'll fight. I'm a patriot. I'm a gun supporter. I support freedom and liberty. Come and take. And yet, he was advocating that the police officers who came to take his firearms weren't murderers and they were in the right. Oh, gosh, I just can't handle dealing with these Trump supporters lately. I don't. It's like if if the left has anything they're talking about, and, and this happens the same way with the left, too. Uh, so vice versa. But if the left has one stance, the right, they have to like take the complete opposite extreme stance. So the left, obviously, right now, they're really against police officers and whatever. They're all racist murderers black they 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 apparently go out of their way to just you know kill the whole black population in the street like dogs not really but um yeah there were some instances where the police murdered some blacks and so they're they're very against police officers to where they're saying defund the police so the right of course automatically has to say oh you want to defund the police well we love our police so thin blue line we stand for police i know one person doesn't represent the whole group but there was many other comments on there too defending that dude for what he was saying and it's not the first time that i've seen people just blindly support police even when they're in the wrong i mean if you're a so-called patriot who do you think is going to be trying to take your rights away oh no the police would never do that they're already doing it dude so is this a new right People that hate freedom, people that hate natural rights, people that hate the Constitution, the ones that claim to love the Constitution should 
people not have the ability to protect their life, liberty, and property come and take? Who the hell do you think is going to come and take them? Not my police. They are doing it and have been doing it. Open your freaking eyes. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop right there because I could keep going on about the, the hypocrisy that the right creates for themselves like for this whole entire episode because there is so many things that that they do that is just completely insane the people who are supposed to love free okay um, let's let's get into today's topic uh which is creating freedom by woodworking or actually it sounds better when i say creating freedom by woodworking <laughs> so I mentioned in the first episode the idea that skill development, education, and forming relationships are a key to creating liberty and freedom in your own life. Um, many people in our modern day just simply can't and don't want to do skilled work for themselves at all. This is insanely important. So I know it, it seems a little weird, a topic like this, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to explain as, as much as I can how this something like this can create more freedom, how uh, obtaining new skills and knowledge can do this. And I, I get a lot of people who kind of mock me with, with that kind of thing, and they'll act like there's no possible way that something like this can create more freedom. So I want to start off with asking you some questions. If many of you claim to love freedom and liberty so much, why have you created a life that relies so greatly on the systems around you to survive? If taxes are hurting your way of life as much as you claim, why are you paying outrageous prices for a service you could do yourself? If you don't want to be a slave to the systems, instead of complaining all the time, why haven't you grabbed a hold of your own life and even attempted to create some sort of freedom within your life. If you are one that claims to want a revolution to fight back, to take America back, why haven't you tried to exercise your freedom by creating resilience? Where's the accountability? We talk about personal responsibility so much. How about you take some personal responsibility and accept that the only reason you are failing is yourself, is you. This is your life. Take a hold of it and get off your lazy ass. If you don't want to, I don't really care. Do what you want, but don't complain about a life that you chose yourself. So what can you do right now? Start educating yourself. Put it into practice. Develop skills. Meet people. This is very like self-explanatory, but doing stuff yourself allows you to not rely on someone else to do stuff for you. This, in turn, saves you money, not only by the obvious uh, do-it-your-own-aspect uh, to it, but also because it allows you to know what a job will take, or, or you'll at least have some sort of idea of what a job or service will take when someone comes over so you so you won't get ripped off or scammed even if you reach the point of not needing to do a, 
a job for yourself around your house or on your car or whatever it is, you, it, it's good to know that you can if you had to. I mean, the, the world is, is really unpredictable. And, and it, there's nothing wrong with being prepared for, for the worst. I mean, there, there's a, there could be a possibility of economic crash, um, another pandemic lockdown, a crash of the, maybe the industry that you're currently working in, or, or even just a job loss in general, like if you get fired for whatever reason. Um, so, and building skills, skill development gives you more security if those types of things happen. And these kind of skills, like skilled trades, and, and just these do-it-yourself kind of stuff, they, these are things that will always have a market, either for currency or even barter. So it's a fallback plan. Not even just a fallback plan. I mean, if if you ended up doing something and, and um, during your skill development that you like, I mean, it could be a side business. Make some extra cash. Or if you get really good at it, and you like it that much, I mean, who knows? Maybe it could be a full-time business. And being an entrepreneur and having your own business is probably the best way to create liberty and freedom in your own life. If you can do it, it it's going to take hard work, but it, I believe it's worth it in the end. So e even if like the dollar crashed, you could have enough knowledge and skills so that you don't need the dollar and can live off your property if you if you needed to wouldn't that give you some sort of confidence knowing that not only are there fallback plans within this economy that you can always be making money and you know you're not relying off anybody around you but yourself but knowing that these skills can lead to so much resilience to where even if for some reason you couldn't even use cash anymore. Like that's like we, we reached like the point of complete economic collapse that wouldn't it be awesome to know that you have enough skills that it doesn't matter that you can just live right off of your, uh, right off of your, uh, property, your backyard. I mean, that, that is the ultimate way to, to keep your freedom. So, the, these kind of things, they're, it, it's a way of exercising your freedom and liberty. And, and I see this way too much where people will sit there and complain about, you know, the government taxing them or this law or that law. And they're just sitting there just doing their the same old thing every day. You know, they're making the bare minimum and they're satisfied with that and they don't care. They don't want to do more. And then they have this attitude like, the government is just taking so much from them and that they're the reason why they're not successful as they sit on their ass. No, you can't. Like, how are you going to complain about the government taking freedom from you if you haven't even tried to create freedom in your own life? It doesn't make sense to me. I see this over and over. And I'm not saying that the government isn't wrong for the things they do. It, it's completely wrong. And it's involuntary it's disgusting but these people who I, I feel like they're just looking for ex, for an excuse for why they're failing at life and they're the reason because chances are that 
even if they had their picture perfect life of as far as the government goes where the government just stayed out of all their business and they got they they were able to exercise their freedom in the way that they wanted to they would still be where they're at yeah maybe they'll have a, a little extra cash from uh from from the government not stealing their tax dollars but other than that they're they're not the these people who are out pursuing a better life anyway so there's no way so i believe if if we're going to complain about not having liberty how about we start trying to create liberty in our own life first so today's talk is is about a good way you can start uh, developing these skills if you haven't already and that's through woodworking and i'm not saying you have to start here I'm just throwing out an idea for you because I know that it, it's a good skill and it transfers to a lot. There's there's a good reason why so many schools uh, previously had woodshop classes. It, it's because the skills you learn while doing basic woodworking will transfer to almost every do-it-your-own project you could ever do in your house, guaranteed, in your house or on your property, wherever you're doing your project. <clears throat> wow, why do I sound so angry today? Maybe I need to loosen up. Some of these skills um, in include like you you learn to take measurements with a tape measure. Oh, okay, so some of these skills, they to some people, they're just rolling their eyes. And I get it. Like these are things that most people sh should have known, but some people don't. And it's not something you should roll your eyes at because this could be actually helpful and useful to some people. So the, this is aimed towards the ones who have not worked with tools and haven't tried to uh, start developing skills, not to the ones who are experienced in all this kind of stuff. But the people who are experienced, I'm hoping maybe you can get some things out of this too. <clears throat> but anyway, so what was I saying? So you learn to take measurements with uh, some of these skills that transfer to other uh, that will transfer to like every project that you could do and transfer to so many other things in life. Um, they include taking measurements with a tape measure, um, how to use um, hand tools, how to operate power tools, how to estimate angles, um, how to sand your projects. How to apply adhesives without like making a mess everywhere. How to use clamps. How to apply stain and add finish. Uh, how to paint and just having the knowledge of what lumber to use for what project. Obviously, there's many more skills involved with fine woodworking, but I just want to focus on some of the, the basic ones that will transfer to other things. Everything I listed, I guarantee you'll at least use a couple of those for every single do-it-your-own project that you ever do. Not only will woodworking teach you uh, practical physical skills, but but I believe it, it will it can help transform the way you think and possibly how you look at life in general. That sounds a little dramatic, but it doesn't even have to be just woodworking. I, I think that... Um, taking on 
new skills uh, into something that you know nothing about and just taking that leap into trying new things in general help transform the way you think and how you look at life. Like failing at things suck and it can be nerve wracking and is the reason most people won't try new things. Let's be honest. That's why most of us don't try new things. I've been there. I still fall into that sometimes. It's just the fear of failure. Due to this, many of us are reluctant to trust ourselves, especially with something we know nothing about. Through woodworking, you will fail, but as long as you truly want to accomplish and finish your project, you will eventually get it right. So this gives you a resilience to the fear of failure that's holding you back from trying new things or possibly the confidence to take calculated risks and pursuing and even pursuing your dreams. Again, that sounds dramatic, but it's kind of training your mind into this. It's giving you the mindset of learning from failures and the ability to work around your mistakes and still accomplish your goals. This helps you form good intuition and the ability to trust that intuition enough to put it into action. So yeah, I believe it can help with pursuing your dreams because uh, again, it's changing that mindset. It's giving you more confidence in yourself. (laughs) It sounds crazy that I'm talking about woodworking, but I'm not just talking about woodworking. Woodwork, the reason why I'm referencing this stuff to woodworking is because that's the skill that we're talking about today. But in general, learning new skills, going out of your way to not be afraid of failure and to try new things, taking that leap will transform your mind. And you'll be doing it at home. Nobody's looking. And eventually, you'll get to the point where you just know yourself enough. Lastly, uh, with what woodworking and, and learning new skills can do for you, I believe that it it humbles yourself or it helps humble yourself because you will find out that no matter how much you research and learn through articles, books, I don't know, video tutorials, etc. Once you start working on your project, you'll find out that you still didn't really know anything into until you actually learned by putting it into action that everyone around you who have the things that you want in some way or another at, at some point had to do the hardest part. And that was taking that leap and putting their knowledge into action. Okay. So now that I hopefully made somewhat of a case for you of why you should be trying to do uh, these things, uh, learning skills. And when I'm, when I'm saying developing skills, I think that basic skills around your house in on your yard and your property are really important because those are your things that you should be able to take care of. You shouldn't have to rely on other people. Yeah. I mean, once you get to the point where you don't have to, yeah. Okay. Pay someone. That's fine. But even if you have that money right now to be able to just pay for everybody to do every service for you, I still think that you should go learn these skills their backup plans, their fallback plans. They, they just make you more resilient in general. They're just good to know. So let's get into 
a little bit of some woodworking basics. So people who have never done this kind of stuff, don't know much about tools, don't know where to start. Um, I'm going to get into this a little bit. I'm going to make it a little short because to be honest, the best way to do this is by either a one-on-one instruction, which I don't even believe you have to do that, or just a video tutorial. And we're obviously on a podcast, so I'm not doing that. Maybe in the future, I will post some videos of some stuff on YouTube because I, I love woodworking. I actually I actually just picked up some uh, new clients for some stuff. Uh, I have someone that wants me to build them a, just a simple pantry and some shelving. And I think he wanted one more thing. I can't remember. Maybe it was a, a dresser. Oh, no, it was a desk. Oh, that's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a desk. All right, so the basics. We'll start off talking about tools, and I'm gonna list out the tools, and then I'm gonna talk about what each one is, what they do, and what kind you should look into getting. Again, these are things that a lot of people are gonna be rolling their eyes, but people who have never done this, and this is if it's new information to you, it's gonna be useful. Okay, so uh, tools, tape measure, hammer, a pencil, drill, and along with the drill, drill bits, a circular saw, and a jigsaw, and possibly a miter saw. So let's get into talking about what these tools are and what they do and uh, which kind you should get. All right, tape measure is kind of self-explanatory. Really, you can pick up whatever one works for you, but... I'm, I'm going to link some of my recommendations and by recommendations, um, most of these are tools that I own or at least have used before. So uh, for the tape measure, whatever, you can pick up whatever you want, but this one is pretty ch- cheap. Actually, it's a, uh, it's by Comelin, Comelin, I think it's called. And anyway, I, whatever. It's a uh, 25 foot um, self-locking tape measure. So when you pull it out, you don't have to lock it in. It just locks on its own. And then you press the button to, uh, to release it and it'll, it'll come back. I I just think, I don't know why they were ever designed in a different way. I, I love it. I, (laughs) it's just a tape measure though. Just get one that works. As long as you can measure your stuff, it's fine. Like I was saying, all these will be linked in the show notes uh, to the ones that are Amazon links. They are affiliate links. So I the only reason why I did them as an affiliate is because they're stuff that I'm recommending anyways, because they, they're stuff that I own. So if you're going to buy it from Amazon anyway, you might as well just use my affiliate link because it's going to be the same price and I get a little bit of money from it and it kind of helps with my podcast paying for stuff with the website and the, the email program I'm using. So if, if you're going to buy it, I would be very thankful if you did use my affiliate link. So the next tool is a hammer. That's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, a hammer is to drive nails. Um, again, the, the same with the tape measure. It's not going to be a big deal. The brand you get, I know if you, for, for those who are, professionals at doing 
this stuff or who people who are experienced they're kind of rolling their eyes and saying yeah a ha- the hammer does matter yeah okay if you're beating the heck out of your tool because you're using it every day then yeah the brand does matter but if you're just starting out and learning some side projects it's not as big of a deal but i think that you can get a good affordable one that it will also last you anyway so I would say go with just like a Cobalt or a, a, a Husky. Cobalt is the Lowe's brand. Husky is the Home Depot brand. And if I'm not mistaken, they have lifetime warranties. Okay, so next one, pencil. You could go with a Carpenter pencil if you want to look all cool and professional, but it's just a pencil. Who cares? Don't. I, I don't think you should spend the additional money on a Carpenter pencil when you can just get a huge pack of uh, school pencils for a couple bucks and they're smaller and easier to carry around, whatever, just some pencils. And the pencils are for when you are taking your measurements. So you can mark off on your wood where you need to cut. Uh, the next tool is a drill. So you have some options here. You could go with a corded drill or you could go with cordless. So your corded drill, they're not as convenient but they won't die on you. They, I mean, obviously they don't have a battery and they, they're usually more powerful than the cordless drills. Well, at least they used to be a lot of uh, cordless tools have uh, come a long way. A lot of the cordless stuff that I'm using is pretty dang close to the, the uh, corded ones. So you're going to get, if you go with a cordless, or I'm sorry, if you go with a corded, it will be most likely cheaper. And uh, especially if you're going to buy it used, that's another thing. Go out, go to, I don't know, go to garage sales, go to uh, a flea market, go to a pawn shop, go on eBay, Craigslist, whatever, uh, marketplace, because a lot of times you can find good used tools and for pretty cheap, especially if you're going with some of uh, a corded power tool. And on top of this, this helps you, like I talked about in my first episode, uh, building relationships. And that's just another action you can take to kind of make you resilient to these systems around you. So you have resources. You're building resources and friendships that can be used in the future. Anyway, that's another conversation. Uh, so your cordless, is, they're very easy to use They're and they're much more portable obviously you don't have to plug them in and the batteries uh the the downfalls the batteries do die and eventually uh batteries have to be replaced but with that said i think the pros outweigh the cons for sure and if you have the money to buy a cordless i definitely would i don't use a corded drill there's some exceptions if i'm using if i'm drilling through a lot of concrete then i'll use a corded hammer drill but um so some brands that you could look at uh if i'm gonna i'm gonna just talk about the cordless brands because corded really for the most part you can't really go wrong as long as you're i don't know not getting like the cheapest crap you can find but you can't really go wrong. Even on the some of the lower end stuff, they still work really good. But so I'm going to focus on the cordless. Uh, 
I will say some good brands are Milwaukee, uh, Makita, and uh, DeWalt. With that said, I, I actually just had a full set of uh, Makita tools that I just sold off. And, and part of the reason is because I had some other brand tools and I was getting annoyed with having to interchange these batteries. And yeah, but I did love my Makita tools. But what I sold them for was uh, rigid. And I know some people, uh, the people who are experienced with tools, may, you might be rolling your eyes because rigid wasn't always that great. But I would say they're uh, pretty comparable to DeWalt. I honestly think they, mine, I, I swear, I feel like they work better than my Makita did, my Makita tools did. But that could just be um, a bias maybe, but I don't know. Either way, these tools work, work freaking great. And they're a little cheaper than DeWalt. A lot of times they're about the same price, but they, from what I've noticed is they, they seem to have a lot more sales that they do. On top of the good price, what's awesome about Rigid that all the other companies don't do is um, they have a lifetime warranty, a lifetime warranty on power tools. That's awesome. I mean, some other companies will have some warranties, but they're, you know, somewhere between a year and like five years at most. And another thing Rigid does, not only do they have a lifetime warranty, but they have a lifetime warranty on their batteries. That's awesome. Batteries on average last maybe like three to six years, depending on how much you use it and um, how you're storing it, whatever. But yeah, three to six years and they have a lifetime warranty on those. That's awesome. I don't, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think any other uh, uh, power tool company does that. Maybe there, maybe there is some. Yeah, I can't think of any that, yeah, there might be some that warranty their batteries briefly. But like I said, the, most of the companies that do warranty their tools uh, only have like one to six years. And at least for your better tools companies, uh, power tool companies, uh, Rigid is the only one that offers a lifetime. And that's why I ended up going with Rigid. Because I didn't, I didn't even know that. Once I found that out, I'm like, oh heck yeah, I'm going with this. And they seem to have a pretty good uh, tool lineup too. It's not as big as uh, they, they don't have as much stuff as Dewalt, but it's it's pretty good. So the the set I just bought from Rigid, um, it it comes with. Let me see. Actually, let me pull it up. All right. So it comes with. Because I don't want to misspeak um comes with uh they're they're both 18 volt lithium uh brushless tools uh it comes with the hammer drill an impact driver two four amp hour batteries and a charger for 199 that's a insane deal that's awesome and so this one i know i mentioned affiliate links but this one is not one of my affiliate links i could have gone on there to uh to put up an affiliate link for from Amazon, but on Amazon it's like three hundred and something bucks, I think. So, yeah, that, that's a huge sale. It's like, uh, and even if you're comparing to other tool companies, that's like nobody else does it. That that's just that that's unheard of. And these tools work great. And so, uh, 
So what a hammer drill is, is it gives you the ability to drill through concrete or masonry. And essentially the, while you're drilling, it kind of goes in like a, um, a hammering motion repetitively. And it just makes, um, drilling through concrete easier. And really you can't really do it without it. I mean, I guess you might be able to, it would just be a nightmare. Um, so those are kind of your options. You have your hammer drill, a regular drill driver, which the only difference between the hammer, the cordless hammer drill and the regular drill driver is the hammer drill can do everything that the regular drill driver can do. It just has that hammer function. So you're getting more out of that tool. Um, and what a impact drill is, or a impact driver is, is um, if you've ever seen an impact for a vehicle, if you've ever seen them, if you're not someone who works on cars, if you've ever seen them, it's what usually people are using to take off their uh, lug nuts. It's literally like the same thing, but made for driving screws. And let me tell you, it makes your job so much faster. So you you have your, so this combo, combo that we're talking about, Rigid, they have the two drills. So you have your one drill set up to uh, drill your holes. And then you have your impact driver set up to hurry up and drive your screws in. And it is with seconds. It's, it's awesome. It makes your projects just go by way faster. And I guess you could just get a regular drill or just a hammer drill. And you can still do the same thing. But um, you get so much better of a deal if you go with the combo. So I didn't use my affiliate link. This is on Home Depot's website. And I just wouldn't be able to uh, feel good about myself if I tried to get you to buy from Amazon because I, I want to help you guys out. And this is just awesome. Has the, the impact has like 20, I think like 2,300 inch pounds of torque. And it has three settings with your LED light on it, um, your hammer drill, is the um has uh 750 inch pounds of torque and that's pretty freaking good for a cordless hammer drill that's up there with, with the best um, and four amp hour batteries usually when you're buying a kit it comes with like a 1.5 amp hour or a two amp hour this is a four amp hour these these batteries are going to last forever and it comes with a carrying bag too so all right well oh wow we're uh already pretty far into the podcast so i'm gonna try to um speed things along but anyway i i doubt that the sales gonna be going on for a while but they're always having sales so look into rigid that's r-i-d-g-i-d but just in general just keep an eye out for sales you can look for sales on dewalt makita milwaukee usually the chances are you'll find more deals on dewalt than you will like makita or milwaukee they're just more expensive and really you're you're paying more for just a name because honestly i it a tool's a tool it works i mean obviously no not all tools are equal but i found a tool that i can beat the heck out of and it works great so i'm sticking with that all right so the next tool is a circular saw a circular saw is used for cutting straight cuts, either rip cuts or cross cuts. 
Uh, a rip cut is when you cut with the grain of your wood and a cross cut is when you're cutting across the grain. If you're going with cordless, just stick to the brand that you chose for uh, your, your drills. And you could possibly even find a kit that comes with that as well. And the reason why is because all your batteries will be interchangeable. And that, that saves a lot of money. Batteries aren't cheap, so much easier to do it that way. But if you're getting a circular saw, I don't have a cordless circular saw. I just, I, I have a corded one. And anytime I've used it, I had somewhere to plug it in. So it's just, it works great. So I, I have no reason to get a new one. Um, there's really, uh, again, with corded tools, you, it, it's not, um, I mean, obviously different brands will make better tools, but for the most part, it's going to work if it's corded. Um, so just look around, look for sales. I wouldn't go with something like a, a Walmart brand or Meyer brand, but just look around Home Depot and Lowe's. Um, I really, I strongly suggest Skill. It's called Skill. It's um, Skill Saw. It's spelled S-K-I-L. Um, they're, cons- they're cheaper tools, but um, depending on what tool you're buying, they work great. Uh, I've had my Skill Circular Saw for a long time now, and that thing just it works. I have no reason to get a new one, but you can still keep an eye out for Milwaukee, Makita, DeWalt, Rigid, Porter Cable, and Metabo, I think it's called Metabo, Metabo, previously called Hitachi. But again, especially your corded tools, look for used. They're everywhere. Your, the next tool I mentioned was a jigsaw. Um, in my opinion, Everyone's opinion's different, especially woodworkers. Everybody, if, if everybody's always uh, feuding over what tools to buy and whatever. The jigsaw, I believe, is one of the most versatile cutting tools that you can buy. I mean, you can use it for joinery. You can use it for cutting curves. You can use it for uh, sh- sharp corners, uh, straight straight cuts. Um, you can use it for, yeah, you can even use it for those your straight cuts like like you would with a, a circular saw, but it's going to cut slower, um, and it's not going to cut as straight if you don't have a straight edge. So I, you have to set it up different, but you can do it, and you can do your rip cuts or cross cuts. And again, if you're going with battery, pick the same, same as, um, same brand, as all your others but same thing with the circular saw i just use a corded one i just don't ever see the need i don't it's not like a drill that i'm taking around everywhere when i'm doing a project so just get a corded and if you're buying brand new get the skill brand i know there's going to be people that don't agree but skill is solid i had a um a Bosch one, like the top of the line one. I used it for one day and I returned it. I was like, why did I buy this? Because my skill one actually worked even better. And it was like less than half the price. Uh, 
other brands again milwaukee makita dewalt porter cable rigid metabo uh so your miter saw if you are trying to just get the bare minimum that you can get most of your projects done with then don't get a miter saw because you what a miter saw can do you can accomplish with um with your circular saw or even your jigsaw it it's not as convenient and you'll have to set things up a little differently um possibly make a jig but you can get it done and you don't you don't need it but with that said it makes things so much easier and faster like you you'll fly through your cuts and it just makes your projects just go by so much quicker uh, miter saws are made for cross cuts and miter means angle so it makes angled miter cuts and uh, some some of these uh, miter saws most of them now actually they bevel so you can actually uh, cut an angle so you can actually have a bevel and an angle so mine's a porter cable brand but I tried to research it so I could find it for you guys, but I, they, they no longer make Porter Cable. So since they don't make Porter Cable, I don't think a miter saw is a, a saw where you should go with like your real budget options. Definitely not. I, think, I don't think you need to go top of the line because you can literally, <laughs> you can buy a miter saw for like $1,000, but um. I think you should go with a brand like Delta, um, DeWalt, Metabo, Rigid. And actually, I just saw, I haven't used this one, but um, at Lowe's, you can get a Delta miter saw. It's a 12 inch uh, and it does a, it has a bevel on it. Uh, you can get it for like 270 bucks. And I've, Delta's never let me down. So um, you can't go wrong with Delta. You know what? I almost forgot. Um, drill bits those are important you got to have that if you're using a drill so you really don't want to cheap out on drill bits i mean yeah you could go with some harbor freight ones but they suck man uh, maybe some of their newer ones are better the um they have a hercules brand and a, a uh, bauer brand i don't know i haven't used them but i know all my other bits just have been terrible and they they take so much more muscle to drill through wood uh, so I'm going to link in my show notes um, from Amazon. Uh, it's an, another affiliate link. This is a, a set by Makita. It's a 70 piece set. It comes with like your um, standard uh, Phillips bits, comes with your Torx bits. It comes with, it even comes with, it looks like a fourth inch wrench bit a 516 to 3/8 it comes with spade bits for drilling uh large holes uh it comes with two, five, six, se- uh, seven black oxide uh drill bits all, and by the way all these are impact rated so you can use them with your impact and so it come and these are all like your basic sizes so it comes with two 116 inch um drill bits it comes with a 332nd drill bit a 1/8 or 2 1/8 uh 1 and 1 uh 1/4 and then it comes with your uh quick change bit holders magnetic bit holders for your impact so you can just real quick change out your bits those are a must man 
those are it makes it so much quicker but this is a pretty good deal and it's 30 bucks comes with all that stuff it's a good brand it's gonna last so and it kills two birds with one stone you're getting all your uh you're getting your drill and drive bits so good deal so your best friend for woodworking is definitely google and youtube i will link to a site i sometimes use but really you can just google whatever you're trying to figure out or on youtube there will be countless resources that are free so um if you're doing your first woodworking project uh, some ideas that you could try out or something like um, a, a workbench. Yes. It, if you're getting in the woodworking and you plan on learning the skill and you want to further your knowledge with do it your own, do it yourself uh, projects, build yourself a workbench for your first project because you're going to use that all the time on all your projects, most of your projects. And so you're learning how to use your tools for woodworking and then you're building something that will help you in the future for your other projects. Building a workbench is just super easy. You you can just look up a video. But oh, another thing I suggest is watch a video on basic operation of your tools and basic safety. You don't want to lose a hand or a finger. So go learn basic operation and safety so you don't go blaming Mike for losing your limb. <laughs> chances are you're not going to but i'm just saying learn how to use your tool okay so you can build a workbench another idea is a bat house why a bat house and not a bird house a bat house they come in handy because if you have bug problems or mosquito problems in your yard if you put up some a few bat houses in in some trees nearby in your property they they keep all the mosquitoes out. Well, not all, but they keep out a lot of the bugs and mosquitoes. Along with that, you could build a birdhouse, uh, a flower pot. I actually just built, I threw a couple together in like literally 15 minutes. And I use it from all recycled wood from pallets, which by the way, look for on Craigslist and Facebook marketplace and around for people giving away wood pallets and different um, boards, uh, plywood just to see what you can get because a lot of times you can make pretty cool looking stuff out of this. Uh, you could make a cutting board. That's pretty easy for a first project. You could make uh, farmhouse furniture. Yeah. Yeah. If you're one of those uh, basic white women, <laughs> I'm kidding, but uh, farmhouse furniture is like really popular and it's like a fad right now and it's really freaking easy to make. Like if you make a mistake, it just like adds to the rustic look. So it doesn't look like it's a mistake. It just looks like that's how it's meant to be. Uh, it's all, they're all basic cuts, basic joinery. You're not doing anything crazy. Um, so, um, all right. So I definitely suggest that you look up on YouTube, watch some videos on basic operation of your tools, uh, watch some videos of basic safety precautions of your tools before you even try to start a project if you're new to tools. Also, once you learn your tools, I think it pretty much you just look into some of these projects I listed and I'm sure there's 
not only plans you can find online, but there's like how to videos that walk you step by step. It, it, it makes it so much easier. And as you keep doing projects, you learn how to do things. You, you learn how to eyeball things to where you don't even need to look up a plan that you can just design your own. That's, that's what I do, but I've taken up a lot of your time. So, um, I'm going to try to close here. I ended up going longer than I planned. <laughs> so just keep building yourself, keep developing skills, take control of your own life. The government can limit freedom to an extent, but you are the main source for your freedom. You just have to take hold of it. You have to take hold of your life and work for it. Start woodworking to develop skills. If you, you don't want to, or if you already know woodworking, learn something else to better yourself. It doesn't even have to be a do-it-your-own kind of project thing. Start reading books, educating yourself about whatever. So learn different computer programs. Learn uh, Microsoft Excel. Learn 3D design like like CAD. Learn learn how to uh, to set up a, a mailing list for for um, advertisement. Start researching a product you could sell. Write an ebook. Just build yourself and keep learning. Don't stop. There's so many different things that you can do to better yourself and to add to your skill sets. With all that said, I'm going to wrap up. All the items I talk about will be listed in the show notes. You can now listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. You can listen on Spotify, or you can just go on my website at www.breakingthesystems.com where there is a podcast player right on the main page. Uh, from there, you can sign up for my newsletter. Uh, you go uh, right to the bottom of the page. It, there's a sign-up tab, and it's actually on every page on my website. And this will give you access to exclusive content, first dibs on content, etc. If you want to get in contact with me, click on the contact page on my website where you can message me for whatever you'd like. This could include opinions, uh, episode suggestions. If you want a shout out with a, a question that you, you ask me to uh, answer on the podcast, or, or you can even just message me to say what's up and we'll have a conversation. <laughs> also find me on all the social media platforms. Just search Michael Westra. This includes Parler, Gab, uh, MeWe, Twitter, Facebook, all of them, whatever. And also, if you have a hard time finding me by searching me, all those links are also on, on my website as well. It's uh, on the main page up on the top left corner. There's all the links to them right there. But I hope you have enjoyed listening. I hope you got something from this conversation, whether or not you're experienced in this type of thing or not. Glad to have you and I will see you next time.